Trimex. Yeah, hi. How's it going? Yeah, Max. Max. Hey. I was like, I was like, do I go for like an intro? It's been a while since I've done this too. It's 78 amped, by the way. I'm Max Higgins, and I'm joined today by Claire and Beatrice of Haiku Hands. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. That's the way. Uh, what's before we get too stuck into the questions? I just like to know what's what you guys have been listening to. Oof, that is a I've good been, question. I've been um, lots of Afro R and B. That's been my most common genre over the last <laughs> nine months. Nine months, rather year even. Was what what drew to Afro R and B through the back end of the lockdowns? Uh, like. I don't know, I just kind of came across it on Spotify and then like kept liking and listening so my algorithm got stronger and then followed more artists and I just make it just makes me feel good and I can dance to it and it's like yeah, it's just fun. What's yeah. the genre, Claire? Well, I don't know if it's called Afro R and B, but that's what it sounds like to me. Like it's like like a bit reggaeton beat and nice. smooth. And like, yeah, it's like nice, feel-good music. Any artists in particular? Um, there's this one song, Tungba. I I don't actually know all the artists' names. I just know the t- um songs like Fresh and Clean is another one. Yeah, nice the song names. Yeah. <laughs> Beatrice, what about you? Um, I just looked at my like songs on Spotify because I can't quite remember, and um, it's very looks very confused it goes from like um like justice to laurie anderson to fontaine's dc to rosa terenzi you guys know her she's like a mad techno producer um i've been i've been listening to like lots of like dj rashid like footwork stuff but then also listening to like lots of um really atmospheric synth stuff so with no vocals and but then also listening to like a lot of um, uh, like Hindustani kind of like rags and stuff because I'm I'm super interested in that kind of music at the moment. So yeah, very all over the place actually. That is that's quite a spread to start yeah, at justice yeah. and end at like Hindustani music. Hindustani you've, rags, you've covered yeah. the range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it's probably just a good. Um, it's just my emotional state. Whatever, whatever <laughs> needs to be. Whatever needs to be supported at that time. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I can't argue with that at the moment. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, let's start by rewinding a little bit, I guess, like <laughs> back to the very beginning of Haiku Hands. Yeah. You all, each of you had been working kind of individually in various formats of, of different like visual arts and, and music as well. Um, Claire, you'd supported uh, Hermitude and been part of Sketch the Rhyme and like it's it's kind of a bit of a, a mishmash if you don't mind me saying of all these different artistic elements but what kind of drew you to to hip-hop I guess and like initially as as like the sound that you wanted to kind of base things on I grew up in the Blue Mountains and in the era that I grew up in um hip-hop was the primary food <laughs> no <the> primary <laughs> like heaps of my, my friends were like like I guess Hermitude Fundamentals and like that was kind of what we listened to. Um, and then Sketch to Rhyme was like all about freestyle rap. It was like exploring the elements like freestyle drawing and um, <clears throat> live music and stuff. 
so it's like very much in my his musical genetic history um so I'm comfortable with it and like have always been drawn to like rap, the rhythmic side of it like rhyme patterns and um also dancing like a, the the club culture of it and that has been like is now changed like I think club, club culture is different musically but growing up club culture was very much hip-hop oriented so yeah that's that's my hip-hop background <laughs> I suppose that kind of then uh segues into how the the like the music that haiku hands kind of produces has this like in very intense energy like very danceable energy i guess is is because you 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 guys were sort of surrounded or you were in that club scene i guess is would that would that be right yeah like live music like i would go to gigs to dance and then i would want to go to festivals to dance and then it just makes sense that i would want to make that i would want to dance on stage so therefore we need dance music to accompany <laughs> dance <laughs> So okay. band. <laughs> Glenn's yeah. rocking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like we'd always choose we always cho- we often choose beats by by like does this beat make my body move or not? Um yep. or does it make me feel something rather as well. I suppose um back sort of you know around when Hermitude and stuff was starting out it was it was a lot more sort of um obviously sample-based hip-hop, especially Australian hip-hop, but also it's like bigger, more bombastic beats rather than, I guess, than sort of like dance-oriented stuff. Did you yeah. feel like when you guys came together uh, as haiku hands, you were like, nah, n- cut that bombastic stuff. We just want like hardcore. Like I just want to be able to throw my body on the floor <laughs> kind of kind of music. Yeah, well, we did. I like throw my body on the floor kind of music. <laughs> Got to get that as a quote. That's mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't want to, sorry, I was just going to say we didn't want to make, we didn't want to be known as a hip hop act. We wanted to like not be put in that category. So we were referencing lots of different genres um, and yeah, trying to do something new that wasn't a blend of of lots of influences that we had. And then uh, sort of moving forward, you guys dropped the debut album a couple of years ago. And, you know, now it's been um, reissued on vinyl. Um, I suppose two years out from when you've, like, since you've released that album and you've seen how people have reacted to it and sort of, you know, made it their own in their their own ways. Have, have you guys changed how you feel about that album at all in, in, in the sort of two years between now and then? Um, I feel like I love it more. There's, like, something that where it's, like, become... Because um, I think closer to the time there's always you know decisions that you have to make and you know it feels more um uh, i don't know it's it's almost like it feels more practical or i don't know it's like it's a it's a work in progress up until the point when you release it and now that we've released it and you know there's been time away it just feels like a um it's like a beautiful representation of a period of time and i think yeah we did a really good job at it and i yeah, I, I really love it. I love it more. I've loved it more watching other people love it as well. Like even I just have been getting some videos of people who, who have got the vinyl. And so they're sending me videos of them playing the vinyl and like dancing in their lounge rooms. And yeah, that's like very heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's it's kind of... It, um, I, I suppose it's kind of tricky because obviously you guys dropped the album in 2020, which, mm-hmm. you know, 
not a not a great time for for music to be coming out or for anything to be coming out really um <laughs> do you think as like when you the feelings that you had writing the music versus the feelings that you had around the album release date i'm assuming were probably slightly different given the circumstances right yes <laughs> <laughs> does it feel like the album is almost like a little bit of a time capsule of, of nostalgia for before the, the pandemic from when you were writing and recording? Yes. Yeah, I guess it, it's a bit of a bookend in a way because we were so, so active and touring so much and um, by the time the album was like ready to come out, we had just hit lockdown and we had just, everything had stopped and um, we could have, held off but we we actually felt like we couldn't hold off releasing the album until you know we'll see what happens because it was just so it had been like it was just so we've been waiting to put this out it had been so long long coming that and my friend messaged me was like just let you know I recognize it's a hard time to release an album but people you know need music more than ever at this point in time and it was a shame we couldn't tour and like connect with people in the flesh with it like and really celebrate the culmination of the past three years that we've kind of been building up to we've really been we're building up to releasing the album and touring it and that that all didn't happen as we we hoped um <laughs> but now looking back it it really yeah chapters it like it's like mm. all this happened we wrote an album crazy times release it at the beginning very beginning of covid like it was like while it was just we were all coming to terms with what was happening and <laughs> yeah it's just chapter one I really see it as chapter or a chapter now no mm. that's fair enough and I, I guess at least for me it was like I love having a bit of dance music in my lounge room when I couldn't get to anywhere else to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to throw my body on the floor <laughs> yeah. yeah it was really sad not being able to share that like yeah with, while it was new and fresh for people like be like now people will come and it will still be fun, but it will be different, a different feeling. Definitely. I mean, it's now, I mean, that's a, that's a great segue into you, you've, you're going on tour now with the We Got Vinyl Tour. Claire, I was kind of mentioning it before we started recording about how I've been to a couple of gigs and people are, are interesting on the dance floor now. Like people are a bit rusty, I think, um, having not done it in a while. Do you, have any, do you have any tips for like getting haiku hands ready for when you guys hit the stage? Learn all the lyrics, <laughs> the songs. <laughs> Um, listen to the music because the more you listen to the music before you go to a gig, the fun of the gig is. My That's true. taught me that before I went to a Beastie Boys concert. He was like, listen to it all, then you'll dig it more when you're there. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just do some stretches. Um, but hopefully, like, when you get there, you can, the vibe will carry you. Naturally, yeah. Yeah. I would say leave your inhibitions at home just practice doing that because it's like the more you're in your head the less you're in your body mm. and it's like I think probably because we've just all been stuck in houses <laughs> probably like been stuck in our brains a little bit and it, that would be a good that would be my suggestion leave your brain, leave your brain off. Make sure your stomach muscles are in order yeah what's the real dancing coming from your core you got yeah, to get your core 
Yeah. I was worried you're going to start like saying sit up competition, like no, no, no. <laughs> the third track. <laughs> I'm just going for myself now. My, my core, I need to work on my core. <laughs> hitting a few headline shows, you're hitting a few festival shows as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, for the people that will catch you at the festival shows, is there anything they're going to miss out on that, that's headline show only? Yes, more music. <laughs> our, our, our headline show, we, we have, um, you can play more tracks. You know, and there's encores and costume changes and things. Oh, yeah. Costume changes really, that's piqued my interest now. Costume oh, changes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else? Lighting, amazing lighting designers. Um, also, the merch will have like our yeah. merch and the vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, like, our headline shows are special because it's like, the core fans are there like the true fans and then they bring their energy um yeah and excitement and so our shows when they're our own shows like reach this like level of like intensity that festival shows do as well but then there's there's all there's the onlookers at festival shows like people who are just discovering and like throughout the set we kind of convince them that they are into it too but like from our headline shows it's like from the very first song everyone's yeah. on board and like <laughs> ride the whole set together yeah do you, do you yeah. find that it's fun trying to like lure those like onlookers in it to, is. Like, get involved yeah. in the haku hands energy yeah it's yeah. so <laughs> satisfying yeah 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 it's like right at the start and you can tell there are people who are just like checking it out and then by the end they're just full throttle and it's amazing, <laughs> it's amazing to watch it happen because you can kind of see the yeah. people and yeah it's really good that's one of my favorite things actually about playing at festivals He's watching people get more and more into it. Makes us work really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've yes, got to be really, really beckoning them in. <laughs> yeah. You guys touched on the on the lighting really quick and, and, and I suppose the, the, the visual element. I mean, as we mentioned before, you guys all kind of have backgrounds in visual art and I suppose the, the aesthetic part of, of haiku hands is as important in the live show as the music. Uh, is it kind of, without giving too much away, do you think it's going to be, pandemic inspired kind of backings or is it a bit of a just pure escapism and you're just like cutting loose pandemic inspired i'm so what? curious what that what well, what does that mean for you uh, for me don't know i'm not a great okay. artist but okay. I, a couple of gigs i've been to people have had like they've decided to go for like a particularly um like muted like visuals because they're just like people aren't necessarily ready to just see like the kaleidoscope again you know what i mean people are just like let's just it take it seat, ease it into it like yeah. we don't need to just blow your mind immediately <laughs> wow do you know when you said that i, I thought you meant something more like um did you guys see that that movie on netflix that was um something bowman or something the guy who did all that um the the he did the whole film himself during lockdown Oh, oh, um, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham, yeah, 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 yeah. When you were like, oh, um, that's what I thought you meant. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> the whole live <laughs> show is just you guys streaming from yeah, your yeah, lounge rooms. in our bedrooms, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with torches at weird angles and stuff. <laughs> no, I fair think, enough. I don't think we're holding back. Should we? <laughs> I I want, I want lasers. Yeah, <laughs> I know there are. Like, I know girl. there are laser lords. But we'll see. We'll see what we can get away with. Yeah. I also feel like on the flip side, pandemic inspired could be like 
you all walk out in in like medieval like doctor's masks with like the big nose and shit like that's yeah. just like another spin you i feel like you could do on it yeah, yeah. Really wanted or, to go for that or, or our yeah. pajamas <laughs> which we've been like wearing all like our track suits roll out on like on like uh like paramedic beds and stuff like that <laughs> yeah i'd love that <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, from, the, oh, from the back of the proper. crowd, and other people pushing you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crowd surf those, those last few rows. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. We found out recently that some pretty iconic Sydney venue music venues are going to be closing down soon. The Lansdowne, the Giant Dwarf. What? Yeah. Did I? Holy did shit. I? Is this breaking news? Yeah, the Lansdowne. I'm in Melbourne. So. Oh right. Okay. Well, that yeah. makes sense then. But also, yeah, there's a few. Yeah, the curtain. Yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, it's one. uh, We haven't played there, Claire, but it's like quite an iconic venue in Melbourne. It's It's, crazy. It's shithouse. But I was going to say, like, you guys obviously, uh, you know, in Haiku Hands and out of Haiku Hands have performed at both the Lansdowne and the Giant Dwarf. Yeah. What was it like playing those shows at at those spots? Because they're just like, as as an attendee, they're incredible places to go see live music. Yeah. Well, we played our very first headline show at the Lansdowne, and yeah, it's so like, I think the capacity, like, from a strategic point of view, our like team was like, you need to play at like a legitimate venue that you can sell out. Like, it's not too big. It's affordable like it was kind of like the only option at the time and there's just so few options in Sydney that it's it's a worry but hopefully other things will emerge but it's it is very like it's kind of sentimental because there's been so many shows mm-hmm. there over the years and yeah 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 so. um it was funny um I have was organizing at some other events with Melbourne Music Week and they were really struggling to find venues. Like that was the issue. And it's such a foundational part of the music industry. And particularly what Claire just said, like that capacity number, because when you're just starting out, um, yeah, you need those stepping stones and it's integral to artists' careers. Yeah, it's it's wild to think that some of those big foundational chunks are gonna, blocks are gonna get pulled out. Yeah. yeah, it certainly makes going up that ladder one rung more difficult, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, hopefully, like Claire said, there's some other, you know, venues that can pop up because people want music. It's like I remember listening to this podcast that was talking about trying to find the silver linings of COVID and in the music industry, and one of them was it making people really appreciate music in a way that they hadn't before because, it's you know, was taken away. Live music, live music. So, yeah, hopefully that happens. It's <laughs> like, more of an appetite. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, I'm very keen to get back out, <laughs> and I'm very yeah. sad that I won't be able to go to somewhere like the lands lands down to catch catch like smaller bands like yeah. starting their journey. Yeah, because that, that's where you discover things and have like mm. those special nights that everyone remembers. I don't know. I just it's. I really hope there's more, and, and similar with. With the giant dwarf, like they were really diverse in the shows that they put on, like theatre mm. and comedy, and like all that kind of experimental stuff. That yeah, just makes it makes the landscape of entertainment more in- interesting and 
experimenting. It's a, I hope, I hope we get it together. <laughs> Where's that one, Claire? Where's the big red Oh, yeah. Yeah, like they just do all sorts of things, like listening nights. Like, cool. It has yeah. a pretty eclectic lineup of stuff, the old giant dwarf. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, tour aside, uh, what does the rest of 2022 look like for Haiku Hands? Writing new music. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Writing and touring and just having a great time. Yeah. That's good. I mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's Simple the important part. And effective. Yeah. <laughs> what no, else? I like that. Yeah. I mean, we have some awesome merch that is just, you know, starting to be released and I'm, is so cool. I'm really excited about the merch. Um, I don't know. That's kind of all I can think of. Yeah. That's fair. That's very fair. Collaborating with people, maybe yeah. some overseas trips. Oh, shit. Yep. yep. Wild times. <laughs> Cutting loose. Overseas. To, yeah. <laughs> trying to have like 80 beers on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Probably go by boat. Yeah. No. Yeah. That could be cool. We should do that. We should do yeah, some cruise album. line shows. We should write an album on the way. Yeah. <laughs> couple of boat. couple of parlor uh, events, I reckon. Way to yeah. go about it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> your latest yeah. single conclusions is streaming now everywhere and the uh, limited edition vinyl version of your self-titled debut is out now. The We Got Vinyl Tour is kicking off from this weekend with the Gay Times Festival in Gembrook, Victoria and This That Festival and WOMAD in Adelaide in March and then headline shows in Sydney, Fremantle, Bustleton, Melbourne, Brisbane and Canberra all the way up until May 7th. Claire and Beatrice, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank, thank you so you. much for having us.